Welcome to Other You, a podcast where we discuss a decision in our lives that may or may not have had a long-lasting impact. We unpack some of the factors behind it and then explore in short story form what the other version of ourselves might have experienced around that time or shortly thereafter. I'm your host, Dee. Let's see where this story takes us. Welcome to the show. I'm Dee. Today on Other You, I have Lisa Locke. Um, as the intro explains, we're going to talk a little bit uh, uh, talk a little bit about a decision she made at some point in her life uh, that has had some impact and we're gonna unpack a little bit of that and then I'll write a short story about uh, the other version of her and we'll see where it goes. Lisa, welcome to the show. so glad to have you. Hey, how's it going? It's super good, super good. So how how are you doing? You know, I, I'm doing okay. I yeah. am baking too much. none of my clothes fit. Um, uh. <laughs> But my apartment is really clean and I'm getting a lot of shit done that, you know, little projects and bullshit that like you never have time for. Well, now I don't have an excuse. Yeah, that's that's really good that you're making good use of your time in that way. I feel like there are so many people I've seen on social media. They're like, oh, you know, now's the time since I'm and then nobody's doing anything. I know for me, I probably put on although I'm I I probably put on like 25 to 30 pounds. Since the yeah. start, and, oh, but yeah. over the last few weeks, uh, I've been dropping a lot of that just by not eating all day long. You know? Yeah. Well, let me know how that, how you can do that because <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so I'm, I'm forcing myself to not go to the grocery store and just have the house full of food. Yeah. You know? And so I'm just like, I'll have a breakfast that I enjoy and then I'm like, nope, no snacks. Or if I have a snack, I'll have like a piece of fruit or something and then dinner time. But I mean, I have always been that guy that eats for a family of four instead of a single person. So yeah, but it's never mattered for me because I work, you know, 50 hours a week and literally all of the jobs involve, well, you know, for the most part involve Mm -hmm. me walking, moving constantly. So yeah, 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 my body is very confused right now. Yeah. Yeah. So now I I understand. I understand. I started breaking, baking bread. Um, why? Why, why would I do that? I mean, time, <laughs> because I everybody's doing it on. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so silly. It's so silly. Uh, <laughs> and uh, for those of you listening, if you're curious uh, as to when we're talking about, um, it's currently July of 2020 and we are in the midst of a quarantine. Um, I know Lisa through bartending. So she and I uh, worked as bartenders at the same place. We met uh, a year ago. Yeah. A full on year ago when I staged where she was working. And then we both ended up working at the same place later on. Uh, But as bartenders, we're both non-essential, I guess, and don't don't have jobs right now. So and our place is probably not going to open for God knows when. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Especially. Yeah. Man, so we've had this ebb and flow of, oh, we're going to open soon. Just kidding. We're not going to open soon. Oh, no, no, but we're going to open soon. Nah, we're not going to open soon. So it's like all up in the air at this point. But that's that's why we have this time. (laughs) Uh, So, Lisa, to get right down to it, uh, let's talk about your decision. Okay. Um, Oh, gosh. About... Oof. Three, almost three years ago, mm-hmm. I, no, October will be three years. Shit, I should know this. Um, <laughs> I started uh, long distance dating 
a, okay. uh, a guy that I have known for a long time, but we, we'd sort of, we dated once or we dated twice in the past long distance. And okay. it, it, you know, it just wasn't the right time. It didn't really work out. Um, we never dated for very long, but we also okay. never really lost touch. And we, uh, had a, a reason to be in the same place in uh, like October of 2017. Uh-huh. And then we didn't go more than six weeks without seeing each other for about a year and a half. Um, okay. So my decision was that I decided this time I wasn't going to let geography be a factor. I really wanted to give this relationship uh, a chance. Okay. So we had talked about, um, one of us moving. Okay, wait, no, let me say that. <laughs> um, he brought up that, Hey, if this relationship keeps going the way that it's going, mm-hmm. we should talk about one of us relocating. Yeah. And then, so I'm all chatty Kathy and like, Oh my gosh. Okay. So Raleigh and blah, blah, blah. And my job and the downtown. And he's like, he just stops me mid sentence. And he's like, Lisa, I'm not moving to North Carolina. <laughs> oh no <laughs> i was like uh okay good talk <laughs> yeah well now that that's but, settled <laughs> oh, but with that said it for a lot of Brazil, you know a lot of reasons it does make sense career-wise why he wouldn't want to be in north carolina and why it did make more sense for me to move to chicago okay so we're both old neither one of us really were sure we wanted to go from you know, two failed long distance relationships, one that was working really well, but we were only seeing each other every six weeks straight into now we live together. Um, so yeah, that, that just didn't seem, I don't, I don't, nobody wanted to rush it. So I finally just kind of took him out of the equation and decided, fuck it. Like the best way that the best chance that this is going to have is if we do live in the same place and I can't, I can't move to another city for this person specifically. Mm-hmm. So I have to find a way of making it like for me. Right. Um, so it makes sense if I just decide, fuck it, I'm moving to Chicago. I'm going to live by myself. I'm going to try to make this city work for me and, okay. and for my career. And Hopefully all of those things happen, but I mean, whatever I bluster on, let's fucking face it. I moved to Chicago for a guy. I can call it whatever I want, but yeah. <laughs> I, I left Raleigh at a time when I was in a, a perfect fucking place in my career uh-huh. where, I mean, in the hospitality business, it's, it's largely about who, you know, right. I worked in one of the only like three bars that mattered. Well, I worked in, and then another one that was really, really strong. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I was just in a really good place. Right. And at 45 years old to give all that up and start over in a much larger market. Yeah. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And so I reminded about him as often as I can. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I ostensibly left a really strong career in a really good place in my life in another city to move to Chicago under the guise of like, you know, learning more and Mm -hmm. (laughs) expanding my career. But it was really about a boy. 
Um, okay. It's about a boy. Uh, so you, you said that you've had two long distance really. How did you guys meet? Oh, Hold on a minute. I gotta, I gotta take the pie out. Just a Ooh, second. Take the pie out. <laughs> Pause for pie. Okay, uh, pie is nowhere near cooked, so oh, no. now I'm rereading directions. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, something is definitely wrong. I'm going to set it for another 10 minutes, and let me check something. I'll be right yeah, back. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, how long have you? How did you guys? How did you guys meet? How did you? How did you and <laughs> meet? I mean, you guys have had uh, uh, two long distance met. relationships. How did you guys meet? We met off of. Uh, oh gosh, OK Cupid when oh, he okay. was in Raleigh for grad school, oh. and we dated for like three weeks, and then I blew that up in a fit of tequila. Fair enough. Um. And then at the end of his grad school studies, he moved to Chicago. Um, a couple of years later, we saw each other and then dated long distance for a couple of months. But again, it was just, that was just a timing thing. Yeah, um, I'm sure. And it just kind of, yeah, it just didn't work. God. Okay. So you, but yeah, we met like a, in 2009, I think. Okay. So you guys met. No. Uh, but it was, you guys, yeah. it, when you met, it wasn't long distance. So you were within close proximity to one another, uh, when you first met and started dating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. That's right. I think I said two long distance relationships. There was just one failed three week interval and then one sort of long distance relationship that didn't last very long. Gotcha. <laughs> and then you guys, it was just, it just happened to work out right time. Uh, when you guys picked it back up recently within the last few years. Yeah. Okay. And then. Okay, that brought you here. All right, all right. So, let's let's talk about what have you been up to. Um, give me give me some background on Lisa uh, from let's say five years before you met Kelly, two thousand four, two thousand five till now. What 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 have some of the things you've been up to um, in this life, <laughs> Daniel? Two thousand four, two thousand five was like. 15 years ago, yeah. but I can do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so, I mean, I have an idea. Um, you, you were in Raleigh. Uh, no, I just, I, you just said to that. I was trying to make fun of oh, you. My bad. Fair enough. Um, okay. Do you want to, do you want me to go like five years? Do you want me to go like longer? No, no, just five years. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll start um, in 2005 till now. What have you been up to in that time? I moved to Raleigh, uh, 16 years ago, I okay. left. Uh, so it was like 2004. Yeah. Four. Um, 2003, 2003, 2004. I, uh, was in grad school for photojournalism. Huh. I got a job at the news and observer in Raleigh. Huh. So I moved there as a newspaper photographer and did that for, um, almost four years. Then the bottom fell out of the newspaper business mm. and 
I uh, I still really liked Raleigh. Yeah. So. So you just stuck around. I figured out, I guess, how to make it work. Um, I ended up in the car sales business and then ultimately the car service business with um, Jaguar. Okay. Um, so I worked, uh, I guess, for the next six, seven years in the car business. But like in between the sales and service, I dipped back out and, you know, hopped back into the service industry. Okay. Um, most of my life, with the exception of the time that I was at the newspaper, I had some sort of part-time gig in the service industry, like straight out of high school, gotcha. uh, while I was in college, uh, while I was in grad school, while I was, I don't know, anywhere else I've worked, I've had, I've bartended or waited tables or something. Cause I just like yeah. it, you know? Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, uh, as far as work goes, um, a consistent thing you have had is food service. Um, but outside of that, you were a photojournalist and then, as the natural progression goes, uh, you went to car sales. Um, yeah, <laughs> it seems really like a strange hop, but honestly, like the sales and service business and newspaper business and the bartending business, they all kind of scratch the same itch. Okay. Um, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, a lot of dealing with people. Okay. Um, it's a lot of problem solving and, you know, in, in multiple levels, um, bartending is, just as complex as anything else I've ever done. If you, you know, work for a place that, that embraces that sort of thing, right. it's how to get like a flavor into something uh, efficiently and in a way you can control it's what does this guest really want uh, versus what are they telling me they want or what are they, you know, what are they trying to communicate to me that I'm not understanding? Uh -huh. um, how can we efficiently manage uh, are sustainably managed, you know, juices, fruits. Sure. Uh, it's just, it's all, it's all people and problem solving. Yeah. All of those three things are. And bartending is probably weirdly, uh, despite all the money I spent on grad school, mm -hmm. a thing that does it the best for me. Gotcha. Okay. Have you, have you always been that, that person or is that something that you developed uh, while working in food and beverage, it, the connecting with people and wanting to solve problems for people? I'm going to blame that on my dad. Um, yeah. yeah. My dad was the kind of guy that like, he'd make friends in an amusement park line. Like oh, wow. he'd talk to a wall like it. <laughs> and I am nowhere near as like outgoing as my father, but I, uh, I certainly got a little bit of that where it is. It's really, it's just interesting. Like to meet a bunch of random people from, especially in Chicago, you know, all over the world and hear what they do and what brought them here. Like I met a guy who is a lawyer, like a standards lawyer for a railroad and like engineers call him with questions about, so this train is already this long. Can we add another four or five cars to it? And if we do, how much trouble are we in if it goes wrong? Oh so I had a guy explain all of these things to me about the railroad industry that I never knew existed, wow. you know, and it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> did that, did that turn you into one of those people that goes down the train tracks and really gets excited when trains come whizzing by taking pictures and <laughs> I was kind of maybe already a little bit of that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, 
have you, um, tell me, tell me about some of your hobbies that you've had over the last, you know, few years. What are, what are some of the things oh, wow. or is it primarily work that occupies most I mean, of your time? I could make up, a, you know, oh, I like to exercise and read in my free time. Ooh. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I do enjoy those things Reading intermittently. Is nerds. No, I got you. But, um, no, really, like, the, most of my free time is spent eating and drinking. Okay. And, I mean, that that is work. It's also a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. But I don't go to a bar. I mean, I always want to see what somebody else is doing. Right. And what the new thing is, what the new place yeah. is. but. Everywhere I go, I am looking around like, okay, what do they do? What service wise, right. what can I take away from this experience? Like, mm -hmm. where do they put this thing? Um, how do they make this thing more efficient? Is there something they're doing that I haven't seen before? You know, can I, is it just, I'm going to meet some cool people and be like, Hey, welcome, you know, yeah. or, you know, am I going to learn something from their process? Right. But like, yeah, I'm always, it's, it's <laughs> It's fun, but yeah, my free time is, is ostensibly it's work too. Gotcha. But I don't mind. So a lot, a lot of your free time is pretty much R and D for the job that you have. And specifically we're talking yeah. about, uh, how it relates to bartending, which, you know, that's something that I've always loved about, loved about, uh, food and beverage is how every restaurant or bar I've ever worked, people spend like 10, 12 hours working hard at their shift and then as soon as it's over, they go to a restaurant or a bar, you know, for some downtime, you know, mm -hmm. which is always, it, it was like peculiar to me at first, but then I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. You know? Uh, it's, yeah. 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 So it, it's always fun. I, and when I think of like other, other jobs, you know, do, do, do garbage men hang out with garbage when they're done with their shifts to accountants <laughs> look for numbers to count when they're all done, you know, or is like, does everybody else get to enjoy downtime that is outside of their work? But, but we spend our, our downtime, you know, still kind of researching like, Oh man, this yeah. place is so hot right yeah. now. I want to get over there and, you know, hang out. I want them, them to make me drink. So like when, shoot, what is, uh, yeah, then we go to the other bar or restaurant and we we talk about service. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, yeah. We're talking about work. Yeah, we're talking. Usually it's a fun conversation, but yeah, it's like, Jesus, get a fucking life. Yeah. But no, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. So it's like uh, Lost Lake when they had they were all like the uh, uh, the the staff went to I want to say Jamaica. This is like in yeah. in late winter, early spring, probably late winter. Um, their staff went to Jamaica and then there was a, a cocktail bar out of New York that came in and essentially like did a pop-up, you know, and they were like so many people that I knew bartenders are like, Oh, we got to get over there. We have to check it out, you know? And it's just, yeah, like just getting off of work, running over there in my uniform, just with a jacket over top. Like, Oh, let me go try their stuff. <laughs> and it was a really good time, you know, but it's just one of those things that, like we, we play essentially at work or a work type event, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of creative, uh, yeah. Creative play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, so let's talk about, um, let's talk about what some things that, yeah, uh, other Lisa might've experienced had she stayed. What were some of the <clears throat> things that you had in the pipeline? Uh, um, at the time or just before you left. Okay. I, 
I was, I guess, a five-year plan, certainly, uh, probably in less time than that, um, because I had been, uh, I'd met people through my car sales experience at Jaguar, mm-hmm. um, who really liked the fact that I bartended and I had this other creative outlet. And mm-hmm. um, one of them essentially told me that if I ever wanted to go out on my own, that he would be interested in helping me make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, as in the bar side of things. So okay. I, I was moving towards getting my own place. Oh, wow. um, or I mean, whatever, starting my own place. Um, I knew it's not always just about like the money either. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's an understanding of the way that, that a city moves the way that the population shifts or is shifting, um, you know, the, the tastes, uh, of the city, what, what whole, like what niche exists for you to do something with, um, you know, and, and knowing, knowing the right people and having worked the right places so that when you do go out on your own, um, I guess, uh, press wise, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, somebody is interested in it. Somebody is helping you create a buzz about it without you having to talk about yourself, you know, people like, Oh, this girl, she was trained by blah, 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 blah. And now she's starting a new place. You know, I had the benefit of, of that there. Gotcha. Okay. And that hasn't, um, the desire (laughs) to move into something that is my own place. And I know a lot of bartenders say that, like, you know, please fuck that. I'm old. And like, (laughs) I've decided that I am a lifer in this business. And as much as I love being behind the bar, um, I would like to have something that is mine, you know? So this, that is like a definite direction that I'm headed being in Chicago. I don't have those investors anymore. I, I don't know anybody here. I mean, I know a few people, but like <laughs> nobody is like, well, what is this girl going to do yet? Mm. You know? Um, and also I, I don't have the sort of lay of the land. Um, I've been here a, a year and well, a little over a year. And uh, I feel like that getting to that place in, in Raleigh, you know, took me a good six years, six, seven years, oh, probably. Okay. The The type of investors that you had, were they people that were like, um, I want to, I want to be a part of what you're doing or they're like, Hey, you seem cool. Let me throw some cash at you. And then you can, you can just, you know, send me some like investor mm-hmm. paychecks every now and again. The, I think a little of both the, the gentleman that I'm, I'm referring to had been, he had bought and sold a few franchises. He'd been mm-hmm. in, in the food business, but sort of at a distance. Um, but he's the kind of person that, one of the, I guess, few people that I've met with money who uh, has acquired it because he is very careful. Mm, and okay. I, I never knew uh, in all the time that I worked with him, I never knew him to make um, a hasty decision about a company. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, he always seemed to be, he's the kind of, he struck me as the kind of person. And of course, you never know until you actually get into a conversation with somebody. Yeah. But he struck me as the kind of person that, um, he typically hired good people that he knew knew how to do what they were doing and he let them 
do their thing. Gotcha. I don't know if that would have translated to his relationship with me right. in terms of like him being an owner. Mm-hmm. But I think that was another thing that was a little attractive <laughs> about the possibility of that relationship yeah. is that, you know, I've, I've met a lot of people. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people who've, who've gotten investors, you know, who've started their own place hmm. and then maybe a little too far into the project have realized that, Oh, Oh no, this person and I don't see eye to eye at all. And that becomes a very frustrating and in some cases very expensive uh, relationship to manage after the fact. Yeah. So that can be, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's, I've, uh, I've worked at places that have had both types of investors, you know, the ones that are just mm-hmm. like, here, I'm just going to be like a piggy bank. Let me know what you need and I'll throw you cash. Yeah. Uh, Cause I trust your vision. I trust that I don't know what I would be doing, but then I've also had those people that are like, Hey, I gave you like, ten thousand dollars uh how come i haven't made like 50 yet where's my check yeah it's it you gotta wait like five years for a place to be really yeah you know paying people back for the loans that they you know they got so it's yeah it, I, i've experienced like uh, interactions with both types of people um mm-hmm. so uh going further with this can you tell me how long bartending has been the career of the future for you uh officially uh three uh gosh just uh about um three years and a month now oh wow yeah. okay so right before you moved here you were like you made the decision like this this is it this is the career i'm gonna pursue <laughs> you know i've been a photographer kinda, i've been yeah, a car I'm, sales I'm person a lot of this is the one big changes in my life all at once wow yeah uh, that's always recommended too, to like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just get it all. Bring your life upside yep. down. New career. Pick up the rocks yeah. and see what bugs are underneath and just go with it. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I, I've been in the car business a while and, um, I mean, there were, gosh, there's so many things about it that I did enjoy, but I, uh, my general manager made a call one day that, just reminded me, okay, well, so this is where you stand here Uh and do. And so, yeah, it just, it made me really think about, okay, well, what, what do I want my future to be? Do I, do I want a future in the car side of things or, or do I want a future behind the bar? Like I was, I was working, uh, probably 50, plus hours a week at the day job. And I was still bartending cocktail serving, uh, three nights a week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday Mm. and loved it. Loved every minute of it. You know, I didn't care that that extra 15 to 17 hours was fucking killing me. Mm. Um, it was easy because I, yeah, I, I enjoyed every minute of it. And so when it came time to think about, okay, well, where do you, you know, where is your future? Mm. Well, just seemed like being a woman, I had a much, I know people don't think this sometimes, but I had a much easier path forward in the bartending community than I did in the car business. Mm. Um, and I worked with people who were, um, yeah, just more creative and open and empathetic Mm. and just the people that I wanted to be around both on a day-to-day basis and also the people that I wanted to work for, you know, yeah. 
a crazy diverse clientele at the bar where I was. Um, and so I just, I've always valued those sort of things. Um, and yeah, when I had to really think about, well, what do you want your future to look like? I wanted my future to look like where I was on the weekend and that was bartending. Wow. Wow. Cool. So uh, you said as a woman, you felt like you had a better opportunity in bartending. Uh, Do you, was it like being a woman in a men's club at, uh, working at the, the car dealership? Yes. There were only a couple of women in the building, like in the dealership where I worked. Um, I, uh, it just, there weren't a lot of women in management positions in, um, you know, sales or service managing Mm -hmm. and certainly not as GMs. Um, it was a woman owned the company. Like it was her father's company and she was the one that took it over. Um, but there, she maybe gave a little lip service to, you know, Oh, we want to promote women. But then that just never really happened, you know? Not um, as much follow through. So as... it, it just, it didn't look like there was much of a path forward. Okay. Um, there were a couple of different times when like <laughs> my general manager approached my very young coworker who'd been with the brand for like three months and asked him questions about, you know, a, a really old school car mm-hmm. that uh, he had to turn around and ask me how to answer. And so, yeah, it was just, that's annoying. It's a lot of old money, a, a lot of guys and a lot of guys assuming that, other guys, the only ones that know things. Wow. That's, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But I mean, I'm glad you found something that you love and bartending (laughs) and you feel fulfilled there. Um, I think let, I'll ask you one more question, um, before we take our break. Um, with the current state of things insofar as food and beverage is concerned, um, and kind of the struggle that a lot of places have had paying their employees. And even on the way back, just talking with people that have been working throughout this, um, if there's a change to the pay structure of bartending, uh, where you get just uh, a rate and tipping is dialed back or it's rolled into some kind of service charge, um, and that rate is like way less than what what it could be, you know, and assuming that everything goes back Mm -hmm. to normal and people are, uh, ready, like they're filling houses again, ready to like bang out service and you're getting smashed. Uh, but because of what did happen, there was a change. Do you think that bartending would still be there for it? Uh, would, would still be it for you or has any of your attitude toward it changed with the idea of losing out on a significant measure of income? Um, it's never really been, well, no, not really. It's never been about the money. I gave up uh, a third of my income uh, to go from car dealership stuff to bartending full time. Um, I can't make much less and yeah. <laughs> still be considered, you know, like livable. Yeah. Um, but because I'm not one of those, I, I'm, I, I will never work at a place that is uh <sighs> crazy high volume, just throwing beers at people. Cause that's, that's not, sure. that's not creative. It's not problem solving. It's not a lot of interaction. Right. Um, you know, I can do that sort of, I can do that line of bartending and it's fun every now and then mm-hmm. uh, it's, you know, it's a change of pace, but I don't, I'm not going to make the kind of money bartending that somebody would really regret losing if we switched to a structure that did not include tipping. Gotcha. Um, so if that's what 
wherever I work ultimately decides that is the best for everybody, then I'm fine with that. As long as I'm still, as long as I still feel like I'm contributing mm-hmm. and I'm having a good time. Um, and I, I like the people and respect the people that I'm around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, within reason, I don't care how much money I make. Cool. All right. Um, and then, all right. So I said last thing I lied. Uh, tell me a genre of music that you're, that you were super into three years ago. Oh, this is so embarrassing. Um, <laughs> don't be embarrassed. <laughs> Yo, Dave Grohl, uh, from Foo Fighters has this really great, great quote about never be uh, like ashamed of the music that you like. If you want to pound Britney yeah. Spears, pound it. If you want to pound the Foo Fighters, cool, but don't ever be ashamed. Like it's not a guilty pleasure. Just like it, you know? Don't yeah. Be, don't okay, be good. I will just own it then. Um, I had I'd started seeing a lot of local music in in Raleigh mm-hmm. and loved that. Um uh I listened to a lot of indie stuff, but a lot of my indie tastes stream or skew towards more poppy music like Robin, um oh, okay. like Sylvanesso. Um I try to listen to oh well, I don't try, I just do oh Rihanna, uh nice. fucking Beyonce, of course. Right. But okay. My longest lasting guilty pleasure currently is Taylor Swift. Ah, Tay Tay. <laughs> All right. All right. So, super pop. excited about listening to her new album. <laughs> All right. So, pop music, um, mostly female led vocals. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. This point of the show, we're going to take a quick break. Um, we'll listen to a little bit of music. And then when we come back, I'm going to read the story and we're going to talk about it. Stick around. Yay.
welcome back. Hope you dug the music. Here's other Lisa. Click. The shutter closes. Click. Click. What are, what are you up to? Asks one of other Lisa's regulars, Jimmy. He's a tall man with a big beard. Well kept, but big. His curly mustache pokes into his mouth when he smiles big. His hair is messy, but well hidden by his hat normally. It favors his right side and stretches out over his ears in that direction. His burly physique belies the softness in his voice. He pulls out a stool and plops himself down in his favorite seat, the end of the bar near the jukebox. He doesn't use it much, but happily requests whenever someone sits there too long. He will request things like, take me home, country roads. So often, last summer, a drink special was called Jimmy's Country Road and was built with Amaro Montenegro, Snaggletooth coffee liqueur bourbon, and topped with a spoonful of butterscotch cream. I'm just trying to take a picture of this drink I've been working on. It's a take on a Manhattan, but it has a straw made of ice that has a, a little bit of cherry juice in it, explained other Lisa. Employing her years of exper experience, setting her sights and snapping away, she spent the afternoon trying to capture the spirit of her take on the classic Manhattan, which is simply built with sweetened vermouth, bourbon, and Angostura bitters. I see, Jimmy Ghibli pipes in. I'm more of a mojito man myself. In fact, let me have one. A mojito? Jimmy, I have never once made you a mojito. What? I love them. Leaning to a patron on his left, he loudly whispers, What's in a mojito? With a shrug, the man with the navy blue tee with his pipe fitters union logo on the sleeve guesses, Rum? Vodka? I don't know, man. I don't drink those. Looking back at other Lisa, who is smugly leaning back on her heels, tapping her toes in anticipation. Yes, I will have a rum drink mojito, please. Jimmy, I am not making you a mojito. Country roads it is. Not that song again, please. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I, want, I want my Jimmy's country roads. I'll have that. Sure thing, man. Other Lisa reaches for the appropriate bottles and with grace and expertise, flips the Amaro upside down and silently pours out its count. Showcasing her agility and familiarity with the space, she grabs the bourbon and draws from it exactly 1.5 ounces before switching heads and add, adding in the liqueur. She places it in front of Jimmy unfinished, she knows him well enough to know his favorite part of the drink is asking for the butterscotch cream to be handsomely dolloped on top. True to form, Jimmy places one hand on either side of the glass uh, before him and excitedly asks, um, where's my cream? Before he even finishes his question, other Lisa scoops a healthy spoonful of the caramel-colored sugary goodness and lays it right on top of the mixed drink. Ah, there it is. She's perfect, other Lisa. They share a smile for a moment. I know. Some time passes and... Kelly... Seriously, you won't even consider it? Come on, man. This is a seriously rare opportunity for me. That Manhattan I made brought me a few people seriously interested in investing in me. In a place of my own. I, I can't take that to Chicago. Seriously. And I, and I know I've said that a few times, but seriously, I think... Think about it. I, you could do your job remotely, can't you? Or figure something out. I, I want this. Mm, I'll think about it. But my stance is I'm never going to live in Raleigh again. Never. Just bear that in mind. Never say never. You know what? Say whatever the hell you want. Just don't rule it out. Frustrated, other Lisa hangs up her phone and tosses it across the room onto the couch. It bounces on the firm cushion and plops into her fish tank. Damn it! She cries out and rushes over to retrieve her phone. The 300-gallon tank is just deep enough for the phone to be just out of reach as she fishes unsuccessfully for it. Growing steadily more annoyed, she pokes her head into the water and is able to pull her phone out from under the fake rocks and coral that adorn the base of the tank. It hasn't had to fish in it for years, 
but the hum of the filter and air pump have become white noise, adding to the soothing, adding to the soothing end of day experience that involves a stiff drink, the whir of the fish tank mechanics, and the LED lights at the bottom of the tank that reflect dancing light on the ceiling and walls. Other Lisa stomps her way to the kitchen, swearing and flinging water off her fingers. She retrieves a 64-ounce container and begins to fill it with rice. She buries the phone and fills it to the brim. You're late. I called you twice. Her boss, unusually impatient, stands with his arms crossed, expectantly awaiting a response. The fibers in his muscles and his forearms twitch as he nervously fiddles his fingers. Also, when did you become the beverage director here? Did I quit and you, someone not tell me? My phone's all messed up. I dropped it in my fish tank. Don't ask. And what are you talking about? I never said anything about being beverage director. Who said that? One of your newspaper buddies said she wants to interview you, the beverage director. I didn't correct her, but I would like you to. Fine, whatever. I never said anything like that. Besides, I don't even know who or what you're talking about. Let me put my bag down. Where is she? She's in Jimmy's seat. You gonna ask her to move? What? No, that's not Jimmy's seat. I'm sure he can find another one. Other Lisa studies the woman as she makes her way past the bar to the employee closet. It's no bigger than a coat closet and has a small three-shelf bookcase in it that has everything but employee personal items. The bottom shelf has rows of dark green glassware that was used for St. Patty's Day four years ago. The middle shelf is full of branded apparel that can't sell because the bar's name is misspelled. The top shelf has three pairs of shoes that belong to Bill Murray that were bought in an estate sale two years ago. No one truly believes they were his, but they sit there nonetheless, denying employees of anywhere to put their things. Other Lisa tucks her bags behind the glass on the bottom shelf, straightening out her top and heads back out. With her back to her newspaper friend, she explains, give me one sec, I'm just going to wash my hands. She wrings her soapy hands under the scalding water. Steam rises from the basin, dissipating just above Other Lisa's shoulders. Thanks for waiting. Hi, I'm Other Lisa. What can I do for you? Hi, Other Lisa. I'm from the NNO. I saw your photo. I did some asking around, and it seems there are some people that are willing to back a project you're working on. I was hoping to ask you a few questions about that, if you don't mind. What photo? Other Lisa is hesitant to discuss anything. Nothing about this woman exudes trustworthiness. You're Manhattan with the, with the ice straw. I love it. Perplexed, Other Lisa is scanning her memories for when or where she may have accidentally posted the photo. Oh, you heard about that? I did. A mutual friend of ours reached out to me. I've been interested in investing in a bar for a while now. Is that so? Well, there are two kinds of investors. There are the kinds of investors that give money once and then expect to be paid periodically for their investment. And then there are people who are the financial backers of projects that give when necessary and invest sweat as well as dollars. Which one are you? Confidently, the stranger leans in simply and says, I'm whomever you need me to be. I've never bartended, but I have a great eye for marketing, a passion to see other women succeed, and a bunch of money burning a hole in my pocket. Well, I mean, I don't have any pockets in this dress, but I'm sure you can see my point. Some time later, the sunrise pokes beams of light through the fabric covering the windows. Other Lisa and her business partner are keeping a watchful eye over the myriad of cooking tinctures. The kitchen is full of floral scents. The shelves are full of scented oils and branded syrups. Just hours before the grand opening, the two have been furiously cooking, bottling, stirring, batching, stocking for the last few days. It all comes down to this. She's kept her word of being whatever Other Lisa needed her to be. Kelly... And it's so weird to call you that, but I'm really happy you found me. Yeah, me too. I'm excited and nervous all at the same time. Are you ready for this? Ready? Are you kidding? I've been living this life for as long as I can remember. I was made for this. Literally made in a lab or a garage or in some seamstress attic. I am so ready. The two, with smiles on their faces, rub the sleepiness from their eyes, get back to it and stir, shake, bottle, and brand. The end. <laughs>
<laughs> uh, get out of my head. That was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. When you awesome. were like, uh, something about like how surprised that Jimmy wanted a mojito. I, <laughs> I had that exact, I was like a mojito. <laughs> so that yeah. was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like you would, you would know your, your regulars. Right. And so if they try to throw you a curveball, you'd be like, man, I'm going to smack this yeah. out of the park. I know, I know you, you know, <laughs> I figured that would be you. You'd be that one. So other Lisa, what do you think? I like how you made me uh, probably a m- much more confident bartender than uh, I might be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I also want to know when you and I are making that drink. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which which one? Uh, the other uh, Jimmy's Country Road? No, the, the well, yeah, whatever the the Manhattan riff. Oh the, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anytime, anytime. I love okay. bourbon drinks, so I mean, we we can play around anytime. <laughs> So how, how do you, do you see any of you in other Lisa in the way that she might respond had she chosen or had you chosen rather to stay in Raleigh and pursue what you were working on? Um, I I think I might've cursed a lot more after dropping my phone in an aquarium, but, (laughs) um, apart from that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that I would want to work with somebody who wasn't, um, you know, maybe not in the kitchen with me, but at least who didn't, I didn't share a vision in some way with, you know, in terms of an investor. So good to know. Good to know. So you, you would want somebody that was like, Hey, I see where you're going and I want to be where you're going versus, um, I have, you know, I I just want to throw money at you and, and yeah, help you build what you're building. Okay. I've worked a lot of restaurant and bar openings cause I'm a sucker and I think that they are, I just, I love the chaos and it's always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked one restaurant opening in Raleigh. Um, it was a group of four manager slash investors. They had a couple of, um, like, uh, uh, what do you call it when somebody's not an, in their day to day, like a blind. Oh, like a silence. Uh, silent, yeah. yeah. So it, yeah, it was for a team silent of four partner. managers, investors, owners, mm-hmm. and a one or two silent investors. Okay. But those four managers were four of them, all four of them were mm-hmm. at that restaurant every single day for the first two years it was open. Wow. Um, because, you know, it, I mean, they wouldn't, didn't admit this to us until a lot later on, but you know, they were learning as they were going along too. They hadn't done that before. Um, this was their first place. And so they decided, you know, what they didn't have an experience they were going to make up for with just, you know, sheer fucking determination. Mm -hmm. And now they've opened their third place. They're all wildly successful. Um, that's great. And I learned a lot from watching them, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think if I was, if I had somebody's money, um, you know, I, I would, I would like it if they were somewhat involved, you know, at least to the yeah. point that they saw, saw the vision or were participating in it in some way. I, I feel like that that makes it more successful or mm-hmm. more likely to be yeah. that way. As long as there is like, yeah, like a teamwork and a trust and a community, you know, yeah, I gotcha. 
I gotcha. So not just hands, but like like a, a passion behind it as well that mirrors some of your own. Yeah. Okay. Cool beans. Cool beans. I mean, do think- I'm not, I, don't get me wrong. I, I don't hate free money. So <laughs> someone yeah. just showed up like, what? here, free go money? do your thing. Yuck. Well, okay. You know, I'm not going to turn it down. Right. <laughs> I feel like, you know, a more fun project would be like actually partnered with somebody who gave a shit. Gotcha. But, okay. Yeah. I don't hate money. So. Right. Fair enough. All right. All right. So do you think, um, do you think if you would have stayed in Raleigh and pursued one of those, do you, do you think you would have tried to keep going with the, the long distance or do you think for the, well, yeah, cause I'm a stubborn dummy. Like oh. <laughs> I've never quit anything out of, you know, something being practical. I'm far more likely to just burn it into the ground. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah. No, I'm staying, but we're going to do this. I'll talk to you over the phone. I'll text you. I'll text you all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's, uh, there was some, I mean, I I still go back to Raleigh frequently and it kind of occurred to me over a couple of conversations the last time I was there that just because I don't live there anymore doesn't mean that I couldn't move forward with a project there. And I mean, even still, right. You know, I I still have all of the knowledge base and the connections. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, just, and I, I never released that or never really thought of that before, but geography isn't necessarily, uh, you know, a prohibitive for me doing that. Now, could I be the person who's there every single day for two straight years? No, but hmm. I mean, Kelly and I did long distance for a year and a half. We could certainly weather, uh, a period of long distance, you know, mm-hmm. again, if yeah. necessary. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, <sighs> Yeah, I don't I don't think doing something in Raleigh is completely off the table still. Right. So that's fair. My so uh, my my wife, when she and I talk about like if we're pursuing work and it takes us someplace. Um, yeah. I was like, babe, uh, I, I love you. I will follow you anywhere. Right. And she's like, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. And then one day she's like, uh, how about Philadelphia? And I was like, I won't I won't go there. <laughs> We can long distance. I'll stay with you, but I, I'm not going to live in Philly. Nope. <laughs> and if you're from Philly, um, feel free to be offended. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's lots of places I would go and I guess would not go, but that, that I just thought that was funny because I was like, oh, what? Philly? Nah. We'll go anywhere. Uh, no. no. <laughs> just just kidding. She said the same thing. It's like, oh, what if, what if, uh, what if we move to Paris? And I was like, I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I'll live somewhere else. I have no desire to live in France. None. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's funny. That's funny. Cool beans. All right. So, do you got any other, any other uh, thoughts or bits that you connected with? Um, I I want one of those misspelled bar T-shirts. Oh right. Oh man, I I love those. <laughs> I, I feel like I've I've been in plenty of places that are, have so much swag that's you know damaged or misspelled or whatever, and they mom we can't sell this, you know, and it's like just burnt. It's just occupying space. Yeah. We made the, the staff, we made a bunch of t-shirts, uh, because we didn't have any. So we just mm. made ourselves some, um, like some uniform someplace. t-shirts, what some like uniform, no, uniform just, no, they were, um, they were funny t-shirts kind of for us. They said the name oh, okay. of the bar in the like original font. Um, mm-hmm. and then like, I don't know, three weeks after I, we made them, she changed the logo. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Salty. She didn't want any of us wearing them. Oh no. So whatever. I wear mine all the time in Chicago because nice. nobody fucking nobody knows. knows. And honestly, I if I went back to Raleigh, I would totally wear it now because I don't yeah. work there anymore. But right. That's so funny. That's so funny. Cool beans. Cool beans. All right. Um, this rounds out our episode of Other Lisa. Lisa, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. You've been a good sport. Oh, thank you. This was so much fun. Good. I'm glad it. I'm glad you dug it. So um, I'm going to give you an opportunity. We're going to give you a quick shout out. Um, if you're interested in people connecting with you on social media, you can drop your social media. If you want to let us know what you're working on or what you got in the pipeline, cool beans, take it away. Um, yeah. Okay. So if you want to see, uh, some failed, uh, baking experiments, some very lazy drinking experiments, at least most recently, because I think a quarantine does that to people. Um, and then a lot of pictures of my, my cat. Um, my Instagram is Lisa Locke. Um, it's L I S A L A U C K. And that's probably the only social media that I ever pay attention to is Instagram because it's pictures. So. Yeah, that's fair. Awesome. Thank you, Lisa. Feel free to check out her uh, her um, Instagram. Take a look at all of her. They're going to be beautiful photos because that was her job. Uh. No, the pressure the pressure's on now. The pressure's on. You were a professional photographer. Now all of your Instagram has to be lit. Or uh, the difference between a professional and an amateur is a function of time. Ooh, <laughs> Sometimes I either don't have it or don't take it. So there's that. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Thank you so much again. Please come back next week for another episode of Other You. I'm Dee. This is Lisa. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>